You are listening to Mosaic's Midweek Podcast. Through a series of personal reflections and stories, we share how the kingdom of God is breaking into our hearts and our city as it is in heaven. Thanks for listening. Hey, Mosaic family, it's Wes Mills here. And as we begin the journey of what it means to walk with Jesus in 2021, I just want this to be a space where we explore you know, in more depth, some of the ancient practices of Jesus and his early followers that can be so formative for us today. And one of those practices is the reading of scripture. Now, we believe the scripture to be paramount to a life with God and a life in God. But there are many different ways to read the text. Some read it as a Bible study looking for when it was written, to who it was written, why it was written, and, you know, different themes throughout the book. And this is a critical practice for holistic discipleship. And others read it for encouragement and edification, also critical for whole person discipleship to Jesus. But a challenge in reading the biblical text is that we read it like we read so many other pieces of literature, which is just for information. Like we want to know more, so we read. Like when I open up a textbook in school, I want to know more about that particular subject. I read to the end of the book so as to have hopefully learned the material in the book. And knowing is good, like we should desire to be growing in our knowledge of the Lord. But knowing is not enough because we are just not primarily human knowers, we are human beings. And reading the story of God in the pages of the Bible is not primarily about obtaining more information about God or his story. It is primarily an avenue of being transformed into the image of God by encountering the God of the Bible. So if you're married, you can think of your spouse, or if you're a parent, you can think of your kids, or if you're single, maybe think of one of your best friends. You just don't hang around them to know more about them, although the more you hang around them, the more you will know about them, but rather you hang out with them because you love hanging out with them. You enjoy them, you enjoy their company and their insights and their humor and their personality. And so it's with our approach to God. Our opening of the Bible is not primarily a way to gain more facts about God. It's actually to meet with God, to sit in his presence and to receive his love and to listen to his words and be quieted by his spirit and to share our burdens and to learn the ways of the kingdom. And an ancient practice that followers of Jesus have done for centuries is actually called Lexio Divina. And simply put, Lexio Divina means divine or sacred reading. And it's where we actually move past reading the scriptures for more information and begin to go deeper into transformation. It's where the longer that we linger over the text, the more it begins to form us, form our thoughts, form our affections, form our feelings, and form our actions. It's where we both get comforted and exposed by the grace of God for our benefit and for ultimately the glory of God. It's where we come face to face with actually the very heart of God, which is holy and loving, compassionate and just, human and divine. And so Lexio Divina has four stages to it, and I just want to briefly walk us through what these look like. The first is reading. Now, this feels obvious, but it's important. We are not reading something to say we have read it. We are reading something so that it may in turn actually read us. 
So at first glance, we are reading about God, but at second glance, it is actually God who is reading us. Now, once you've read it, you move into the second phase, which is meditation. Now, for many of us, this word might sound intimidating, and for those of us in the West, we're not really even used to this type of practice. But as you read over the text, just quietly in your spirit, ask God, what might you be saying to me? What are you stirring in me? So you can pause and breathe and think on your own life. How might a specific text resonate to you in this particular moment? So begin to get comfortable reading the text and then quieting your heart. And then from meditation, we move to prayer. And look at this as your time of response. You have read the words of scripture. You have even listened for God to speak through them. Now, what might you offer in response to God? What might you want to say to God? This is a moment to open yourself up in honesty and vulnerability. And he is listening and desiring your praise and gratefulness and confession even. And then from prayer, we move into contemplation. And most of us are doers, and doing is good. We do not have active, engaged faith without doing. But in a world of efficiency, we just need a bit of reality. We are not human knowers, and we are not human doers. We are human beings. We are not the outcomes of our output. Instead, we are the objects of divine love found in Jesus. The other day I was reading in 1 John, and it says this in 4.16, So we have come to know and to believe the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. It's just not enough to know in our heads that we are loved by God. But the goal is to move that knowledge from intellectual to the experiential and from the mental down to the soul. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. And we have called our New Testament reading plan the daily encounter because we believe each time we read the scriptures, it is an encounter with the living God through his living word. And to neglect the critical exercise is to neglect the very oxygen we need to breathe. And the scriptures are not hobbies for the Christian life. This is the food for our life. And, you know, in the great series, Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis writes about an exchange in his book, Prince Caspian, between Aslan the lion and Lucy the younger woman. And there's a moment where Lucy says, Aslan, you're bigger. And he responds, well, that is because you are older, little one. And she asks, not because you are? And in a classic Lewis line, Aslan responds, I am not, but every year you grow, you will find me bigger. This is our prayer for you this year as you engage the God of the scripture, that you would find him bigger and better than you ever thought and kinder than you dreamed and stronger than you imagined. Reading the text over and over again will increase your knowledge of God and his story, but it will do so much more than that because we weren't just created to know things about God. We were actually created to receive and be transformed by his love. And that is our starting place. 
a daily encounter with the God of divine love seen and heard and felt in Jesus.